this is the in focus podcast from the hindu welcome to the hindus in focus podcast i'm zubeda hamid your host for today earlier this month assam began massive crackdown against child marriages in the state so far over 4000 cases have been registered and over 3000 people have been arrested assam has high rates of child marriage while the all india figure as per the latest national family health survey is 23.3% in assam the figure was 31.8% the assam chief minister has said that the drive against child marriage was for public health as teenage pregnancy rates were high concerns around child marriage and the health of young girls are valid and should be dealt with but does using the criminal justice system help why does india continue to have significant numbers of child marriages how much is this to do with access to education and what policies have worked in other states and other parts of the world to help bring child marriage rates down we explore this today with shruti ramakrishnan senior legal consultant enfold proactive health trust an organization working in the area of child rights welcome to the hindus in focus podcast shruti ramakrishnan hi zubeda lovely to be here with you today shruti could you give us an overview of what's happening in assam right now We know that over 4000 cases have been registered and more than 3000 people have been arrested after the state began its crackdown on child marriages earlier this month. So yes Zubeda uh, Assam has launched a large scale crackdown on child marriages in the state through mass arrests. We really haven't seen a crackdown of this scale on child marriages in the country uh, in any region previously and uh, understandably there's been widespread disruption in the private lives of families due to these arrests and there's been large outcry against this move girls are now suddenly finding that their husbands parents in-laws have been arrested and this has understandably left uh, left families without any earning members so there is quite a bit of disruption in their private lives what is going on exactly behind this shruti because the assam cm had tweeted that he was doing this as a health measure because of the large number of teenage pregnancies in the state Yes Zubeda so this has been touted as a move in uh, towards securing the health of young girls and uh, understandably this is a valid concern for Assam and India as well child marriage as we know has been a national concern for many years now but the figures are showing that the trend is that child marriages have been dropping considerably in the country over the past 15 years so during 2005 2006 the rate of child marriage for girls aged between 20 to 24 who got married before 18 years stood at 47.4% and uh, during the most recent nfhs 2019 to 2021 we are seeing that the figures have dropped considerably to 23.3% and this has been the trend with assam as well so assam has dropped from 38.6% in 2005 to 31.8% now so we are seeing that child marriages have been organically declining over the years although it still remains a very valid concern and this is true even for early motherhood so with women aged 15 to 19 years who are already mothers or pregnant at the time of the nfhs survey we're seeing that the uh, we have 6.8% uh, nationwide currently whereas assam stands significantly higher at 11.7 we're also seeing that the urban rural divide in assam is very large so we're seeing that the urban rate of early motherhood is 5.8% whereas in rural it's 12.5% so uh it's nearly double in rural areas so i think there is no question that this is a significant concern for india and assam in particular but the bigger question is how are we going to approach this concern 
we have concerns about the use of a criminal justice response in an area where a large fraction of marriages that have taken place are illegal but by using large scale arrests and criminalization to address such a complex social legal problem uh, we fear that we may end up harming the very target population that we are seeking to protect right you told us that as per national family health survey data um, child marriages have been declining across the country even though it continues to be an issue so what are the factors right now shruti that still contribute to this problem it's it, as you told us that we as per the nfhs5 uh, 27% of rural women across the country between the ages of 20 and 24 were married before the age of 18 uh, is it just poverty is it lack of education what is going on behind this yes it's quite well established that there are several facts that are several factors that are really driving child marriages uh, in the country including poverty uneven development there is lack of quality education and employment opportunities and just the general general gender inequality that we really um, standing up against and instead of addressing these core underlying issues we fear that criminal uh, justice response really aggravates some of these already existing concerns and there is really no data to back up that a criminal justice response is contributing to a lower trend in uh, child marriages so for instance if we really look at the national crime record bureau figures on how the pcma has been applied in the past few years we can see that although the uh, the a child marriage law has been in india for now uh, close to a century the application of these laws have been really minimum so the current law which is the prohibition of child marriage act 2006 uh, has been applied very very uh, infrequently and in really really small numbers so for example in 2021 all over india we are only seeing 1050 incidences of child marriages that were registered officially and uh, these numbers were even fewer in the preceding year so in 2020 we are seeing 785 in 2019 we are seeing 525 and uh, this there is of course absolutely no uh, link to the actual rate of child marriages that are happening in the country and this is true for assam as well so in 2021 we saw only 155 incidences of child marriage being officially reported and convictions under this act is far fewer as well so in 2021 there were only 10 convictions under the pcma law so we are seeing that the criminal justice response uh, crim- the application of the criminal justice system for a problem like child marriage has been low over the preceding few years so the sudden uh, mass arrests and the use of the really the criminal law to address such a problem i think was really unexpected and I, there is really no link to show that this is actually going to work and it's only going to cause more havoc talk to us a little bit about the law you talked to us about the prevention of child marriage act law that we know about but assam is also using the protection of children from sexual offences act that criminalizes any sexual relations below the age of 18 they are also trying to apply this to the husbands uh, etc of the girls who have been married before the age of 18 how is this being done and is this valid yes zubeda so starting off the pcma which is the prohibition of child marriage act 2006 is a legislation that was enacted to prohibit the solemnization of child marriages but also to give relief to children who were for, who were uh, embroiled in these child marriages so it also provides for maintenance residence of children born out of such marriages so it's really a comprehensive legislation that tries to tackle criminalization as well as prevention and relief methods so the pcma currently sets the legal age of marriage at 18 years for girls and 21 years for 
boys one important thing to keep in mind is while the pcma makes child marriages illegal it does not render it invalid so if a child marriage occurs it continues to be a valid marriage unless a minor decides to get it annulled in court and this option remains open to them uh, for girls it remains open to them until 20 years and for boys who are married off while they were still below the legal age of marriage this remains open for them until the age of 23 years now coming to the pocso act so this is also clearly uh, this is a very clearly linked issue with the pcma the pocso act is a legislation that was enacted to tackle sexual offences against children it defines children as all persons underneath the age of 18 years so one uh, extremely important factor to keep in mind while looking at the offences under the pocso act is that it treats all children uniformly whether they are one or two or whether they're 16 17 or 18 six or oh, sorry just 16 or 17 so there is absolutely no consideration of consent under the pocso act so a child is rendered incapable of consenting to any sexual activity and not just sexual intercourse but even other sexual acts such as kissing or fondling all of these acts are blanket criminalized under the law so there is also no exception for marriages and in fact if uh, two minors in a marriage have sexual intercourse with each other it would amount to an aggravated form of penetrative sexual intercourse which invites higher penalty than a regular penetrative sexual intercourse charge would invite so suppose a girl child who is 16 or 17 gets married to a boy who's 19 or 20 by a strict interpretation of the law the marriage would not uh, really receive consideration by the court while trying a charge under the pocso act the boy could uh, be punished for a minimum imprisonment of 20 years and there is no judicial discretion available for judges to punish uh, the punish the boy for a lower degree of offenses and there is absolutely no wiggle room uh, under this act so there is no possibility of compromises settlements nothing so they have been using this act now in the assam crackdown correct yes so the pocso act has also been applied along with charges under the prohibition of child marriage act and of course for this the the implications are much higher so for example under the pcma there is a maximum imprisonment of 2 years but when you bring in the pocso the minimum imprisonment itself increases uh, 10 years or 20 years whether uh, a valid marriage has taken place so we can see that you know the implications for uh, adolescents and young people involved in such marriages are really quite high so the gauhati court has of course said that you know that pocso act should not be applied uh and it is absurd that such an act should be invited into these cases however zubeda a strict legal interpretation of the law does make pocso act very relevant because as i said consent doesn't matter marriage doesn't matter under the act and we are seeing a national crisis to some degree of criminalization of adolescent uh, adolescent consensual sexual activity under the pocso act as well as under section 376 of the ipc which details offenses concerning rape So the IPC also sets the legal age of consent for sexual intercourse at 18 years. So this is a problem that we are seeing nationwide and this is particularly so that just because the legal age of consent is set at 18 years doesn't mean that adolescents are not entering into consensual sexual relationships with each other and we are seeing a large degree of prosecutions under the Pocso Act is of the consensual uh, nature. and which also brings about a very important question about how are we uh, going to tackle these cases and whether the criminalization is the appropriate or adequate response for uh, such an issue 
So what what's going on in the Supreme Court right now, uh, Shruti? We know that there have been a couple of uh, the Supreme Court was planning to review the ages of marriage, the ages of consent, etc. Could you tell us a little bit about what the Supreme Court is looking into? Yes, Veda. So the uh, petition that is currently before the Supreme Court started because of a Punjab and Haryana High Court decision that stated that a Muslim girl can marry a person after attaining the age of puberty because the Sharia law does allow minor Muslim girls to get married, although this is starkly in contrast to the PCMA outlawing all child marriages. So uh, we are seeing a dissonance between personal laws as the uh, PCMA. And this is a problem that we've been facing for the past few years where regular uh, where courts are confused as to what to do. And there is a ground level ambiguity because these two laws are saying starkly two different things. So the Punjab and Haryana High Court did uh, say that a Muslim girl aged 15 and above can enter into a valid and legal marriage as per the Muslim personal law. And on the one hand, your PCMA is saying uh, that this is illegal, but it doesn't render it invalid. So where a Muslim girl does get married, the marriage would continue to being valid unless she decides to annul it. So uh, different high courts have been saying different things. So a similar situation came up in Karnataka and Kerala, where the Karnataka high court uh, rejected the argument that under Muslim personal law that a minor girl can marry. And they said, you cannot use such a justification where there is a, a special law that is protecting children. So the National Commission for the Protection of Child Rights has petitioned the Supreme Court to take up this issue. And the Supreme Court has uh, passed an interim order stating that the Punjab and Haryana High Court's decision should not be used as a precedent uh, for now. So it is uh, yet to be seen how the Supreme Court will look at this issue and uh, decide this matter. But do we need a uniform law that uh, decides what age there should be for marriage, whether it's 18, whether it's 21 or whatever it is? Uh, Zubeda, the introduction of uniform civil code, which will introduce a uniform age of marriage and laws around children has been uh, uh, laws around uh, laws for marriage for everyone has been a, a vastly controversial um, topic. I think, uh, you know, it is difficult in a country where you have different religious law prescribing different conventions for the marriages to take place. However, the courts have consistently stated that a gender, uh, that a a special law will override a personal law or a that is, you know, where you have a like a law such as a POXO Act or a PCMA, which is a special law concerning a specific topic. This will override a legislation uh, that is general in nature, such as the Muslim personal law or even the Hindu Marriage Act for that matter. So this has been the consistent stance. So I think there is much clarity needed on this topic, whether we need the uniform Civil code, I do not want to get into that topic at the moment, but the there is a lot of clarity needed because the PCMA makes a distinction between making child marriage illegal but keeping it valid at the same time. I think this confusion needs to be sorted out by the court. Right, that's very clear, Shruti. Thank you. Getting back to a previous issue of uh, the link between uh, child marriage and a lack of education, we know that in Assam especially, uh, there have been uh, activists and child rights activists have pointed out that a number of schools, about 1,500 or so elementary schools, have been shut down across districts. And many of them have also been merged in order to make the school, uh, you know, to, two or three schools have been merged together. And they have pointed out that girls especially are not able to travel large distances to get to school. Uh, do we, is there a valid studied link between, uh, between education and marriage of girls at a younger age? And are there any states in the country that show us that where the girls are educated more, there is less child marriage? 
So yes, there is a link that has been established between education and the age of marriage for women. So NFHS is uh, finding that while the median age for marriage uh, for women who are aged 25 to 20, uh, 25 to 49 is 17.1 years for women with absolutely no schooling, this increases dramatically to 22.8 years for women with 12 or more years of schooling. So I think there is an established link between these two considerations. Enfold Proactive Health Trust also did a study the previous year on uh, consensual cases that are coming up before the POXO courts. And here also we are finding that one of the reasons uh, for uh, girls leaving home and eloping and running away from home is the lack of opportunities and they're also leaving because of disturbances within the home, this quarrel within the home. So all of these reasons do, I I. I, it's important to figure out why girls are leaving and girls are getting married and uh, try to fix those causes what about other states in uh, india shruti so we know that uh, nfhs shows us that assam jharkhand west bengal etc do have high rates of child marriage what about other states in uh, in india for instance the southern states are known to be a, a little more uh, a little better in terms of education Uh, yes, Zubeda. So one example I can take is uh, Odisha, where uh, where the state has also been tackling child marriages uh, significantly over the past uh, few years. But unlike Assam, they have taken an approach that doesn't just center on the criminal justice system. So they have been tracking education and uh, and why girls are not turning up at school. So for example, last year when Odisha found that forty three thousand students failed to turn up for their class 10 examination and inquiry was ordered and uh, steps were taken to ensure that these children are reaching back to schools so uh, i think the entire angle looking at child marriage as a problem and uh, surrounding the narrative around loss of education really helps to center this matter better and you know just really bridge that link to education uh, in a better way right so tell us a little bit about uh, what the data shows us uh, there have there have been some criticisms in assam that uh, the government is targeting a particular community in this case muslims for the high rate of uh, child marriages that they have what does the data show us is this a problem across communities or is it a problem specifically to do with uh, muslims who happen to be poor Uh, yes, Zubeda. So we are not. Uh, the NFHS data is currently not showing any link, and there is really no evidence to support that this is a problem that is uh, specifically for one community or religion only. We are seeing, uh, like across communities, that the rates of child marriage is are uniformly uh, quite high. So there is absolutely no evidence to uh, support the move that that this is, uh, you know, uh, that only one community is really driving up child marriages in the country. So you talk to us a little bit, Shruti, about how this can have impacts on health as well. So it is an issue, as you told us, because uh, we know that it continues to be a significant problem in India. What are the continuing issues? So they get married at say fifteen, sixteen. Then there is obviously early pregnancy. Does this also affect, say, maternal health and child health? So Zubeda, child marriage, early child marriages, and early motherhood have an established link to poorer health outcomes. I think there is no question that. Uh, looking at it as a health issue that this is a significant and valid concern uh, for the country uh, but the question is that the move that is currently being taken is going to further uh, render these girls vulnerable in respect of health indicators so for example uh, we are seeing that india has made large strides in ensuring that the births are institutional that is it is happening at a hospital 
So right now we are seeing institutional births are up to 84.1% in the country. And this has been because of uh, progress over the past a uh, few decades so we are worried that uh, looking at the current news reports of girls not turning up for their uh, pregnancy appointments not taking pregnancy tests uh, basically not turning up for their uh, health appointments will drive down these figures and we will lose out on the progress that they that we have made over the past few years we are also seeing that in respect of uh, medical termination of pregnancy uh, you know significant uh, strides have been made under the mtp act to make sure that you know girls receive safe uh, abortion venues and all steps are taken to ensure that this happens at uh, uh, at safe uh, places and backdoor abortions are not uh, being encouraged but with respect to uh, if a girl has to go to a health center and this ends up triggering the criminal justice system we fear that this is going to turn girls away and we are already seeing that trend happening news reports of girls trying unsafe abortions at home or going to backdoor abortions which are performed by unregistered medical practitioners have huge huge health implications and this is uh, particularly concerning that uh, the um, while institutional births are really high institutional abortions remain quite low is this because of the again because of the pocso act uh, which says that there has to be mandatory reporting of uh, any teenage pregnancy yes absolutely so pocso act introduced the concept of mandatory reporting which basically states that any person who has knowledge of an offense that is happening under the pocso act must mandatory report this to the police so a failure to report an offense under the pocso act is punishable up to 6 months imprisonment so uh, and this is uh, this is a general obligation upon all persons in general and uh, and as you can imagine the first persons to usually hear of a pregnancy or a, or who's contacted for an mtp is the medical sector so medical professionals must report each and every case of a teenage uh, pregnancy where the girl is below 18 uh at a uh, uh, with the police if they have suspected that the pregnancy happened below uh, before the age of 18 years even if she is now 18 years they have to report that as well so in fear of triggering the c- criminal justice system a lot of girls don't go for uh, hospital appointments and uh, and are instead uh, encouraged to go to unsafe venues Shruti, last question before we sign off. We spoke a lot about how the criminal justice system application in this case is not really helping the girls who have been married before the age of 18 and in fact it's actually causing them more distress so to speak because their husbands the wage earners of the family are now being jailed and uh, they are left to take care of uh, perhaps small babies so what model has worked because as you pointed out to us the PCMA has said that these marriages are not invalid in unless the minor comes and tries to annul them before the court so what approach has worked in terms of trying to uh, reduce child marriages across the country yes zubeda uh, before i get into what evidence uh, i mean what is the evidence on what works i just want to point out that i think like worldwide there is very little uh, evidence to show that there is a uh, there is a good correlation between reducing child marriages and the strength of child marriage laws so there is a 2013 report by the interparliamentary union which is looking at the impact of laws on child marriages in 10 african states and they found really minimal correlation between child marriages laws and its prevalence so contrary to like what popular expectations may hold all countries which are really opting to address issues through stringent penal laws have in fact uh, comparatively higher rates of child marriages i think the uh, 
where child marriages have declined you can really say uh, i mean you can really find that it is because of investment in increase in education and community outreach programs so there is really no study which evidences that penal provisions as a factor for uh, contributing a decline in child marriages so i i think it really brings us back to what the root causes were poverty uneven development lack of quality education opportunities and tackling these are, are really going to be the uh, main factor in driving down child marriages and and as i said looking at the crime data over the past few years uh, considering that the number of child marriage prosecutions have been extremely low and with uh, the number of convictions being really in single digits uh, for the entire year nationwide uh there is really no reason to believe that criminal prosecutions are going to help here and we have to invest in where the evidence shows us this works that is education health and really uh, community investment in bridging the uneven development that is the, that that we find in different states yeah thank you so much for speaking to us today shruti yeah thank you so much zubeda in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.